Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Joseph Simpson. It's going to be cool kind of watching his journey. We'll we'll check in with him in a couple of months, three or four months, and just see how he's doing and see if he's uh, quit his day job yet. But entrepreneurship is hard. But he's extraordinarily talented, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. My son sent me a note. My son Jordan sent me a note this morning. He said that he was obsessed with Saints information, Saints coverage. I bet the numbers at NOLA.com are up right now which, on the Saints coverage because it's been such a dynamic offseason. What, what are you experiencing? Yeah, your your instincts are spot on, Ricky. Uh, your former publisher uh, uh, instincts, uh, you, you've tapped into them because our numbers are extremely strong. And I think a lot of it has to do with there's just so much newness to the Saints this year, right? you got a new head coach, uh, Jameis Winston's back at quarterback, but he's still fairly new uh, prospect for them. And then there's so many other new uh, signings and draft picks and new coaches. Uh, so there's really kind of a fresh, fresh blood approach to this offseason. And, you know, knowing, and you've done a great job on this show of knowing, uh, helping us understand and learn where the where the challenges were. And they have methodically just picked off each one of those. Just if you just go down the list it, with, with the most recent ad being Jarvis Landry. But it is an interesting it has been interesting to watch. And I told him, I said, I, I think it's partly because I do this show with you weekly, but just I'm already a Saints fan anyway, but 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 I feel more engaged around it than I've ever been engaged before. So we're about to find out. We're we're about to find out if uh having a new head coach and a new quarterback and all these spots that we felt like were soft spots filled if we're going to be a winner. You know, as you constantly say, build to win now is kind of the approach that they're taking. But you got a good sense of it, don't you? Of course, I know you always say we don't know till they start playing ball, but what, what's your current thinking? Well, I think they have done a good job, Ricky, of filling their needs. I, I think that there's no question about that. You have to like, if you're a Saints fan, you have to like what the, the front office has done. Uh, now it's just a matter of putting it together on the field, coming together as a team, uh, getting some breaks, uh, you know, so much that goes into a given NFL season. Uh, I think the Saints have a lot of talent. Uh, I think they've still got some elite players, uh, but I don't think they're overwhelmingly talented. Uh, I, I think uh, they're going to be competitive. Last year, what were they, 9-8? and eight? Uh, I, would, I would look at this team as potentially better than that if they get better luck with injuries, better luck with some of the breaks. But you just never know, man. You don't know what players might drop off. We, we tend as fans and media reps to look at a, a player and say, okay, here he was that year. He's going to be just as good the next year. And it, there, nobody ever stays the same. Some players are going to get better. Some players are going to drop off. And so you just don't know uh, trying to forecast from year to year. And also the schedule. When you play teams, that's so important. Uh, you get a team – uh, when they when they're banged up and and they're much easier to play than if you play them say when they're fully healthy or you get a team that's early in the season and they're 
they're still hopeful and they're still into it, right? You, know, you play them late in the season when they're out of it, uh, they're much easier to play. So there's just a lot of factors that go into it. And one of the things you keep pointing out is that um, the one thing about Dennis Allen that we have to learn, and that is how does he handle adversity? Because, as you know, the Saints for multiple seasons has fa- have faced adversity, especially at the beginning of the season, and went on to sort of put all the pieces together and do really well. And then no coach has ever faced the kind of adversity that we faced last year. And, yeah, uh, no. you know, that really well, defines – I was yeah. just going to say, no, that, that's a great point. I don't think they can have as much adversity as they had last year. I, I mean, you had, a hurricane, you had a hurricane. <laughs> I mean, this extraordinary circumstances. But I really believe, I mean, this team should be competing for a playoff berth. They should compete with the Tampa Bay Bucks for the division title. I, I really believe that. I think it'll be a disappointment. But I, I just, there's, there's some, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, runaway hype and, and excitement that as the, the maybe the grizzled old journalist in me is a little afraid <laughs> to jump in there. You know, uh, everyone gets excited about name players in the offseason. And we were talking about Jarvis Landry. He's got a big name, played at LSU. Tyree Matthew, big name, played at LSU, uh, pro bowler. But I'm always leery of players whose teams let them go. Uh, I'm always a little scared about that i mean yeah uh, you know i know every, every once in a while you get a really good player like teron armstead that leaves for extenuating circumstances you know he's a good player but more often than not teams are walking away for a reason and so i'm always a little hesitant because of that let's come back to jarvis landry for a second <clears throat> i really didn't pay close attention to him when he was at when he was at LSU, because I think some other players may may have overshadowed him a bit, he goes into the NFL and and does pretty well. I, again, I didn't pay close attention to him, but it wasn't until I, I think it was Hard Knocks that I that I watched at Cleveland, or or maybe it was some other document, but I think it was Hard Knocks. And I remember talking to my son Jordan about that. That I said, "Whoa, Charles Landry, he's a really good receiver, a really good receiver." Now he's had. He's had, you know, he's not been able to land on a team that had it all together. Okay, but and then more recently, he had some some injury problems. If he's if he's healthy, Jeff, he has the hands and he has the capabilities to be the slot receiver we need him to be. But is what give you? Say a little bit more. What gives you your hesitation? Well, I mean, here's, I mean, coming off an injury, he's going to be 30 years old this season. That's traditionally a time when players drop off. But the Saints aren't asking him to be a wide receiver one. That's not what he's going to be here. He's going to be the third receiver. I would look at him, I think a good comp for fans would be Emmanuel Sanders, who came in, you know, played a good steady role, contributed, uh, was a good player, but nobody thought, he, you know, he didn't like the world on fire when he came here. But he played a key role in the offense and was a reliable, steady target for Drew Brees. I would compare Jarvis Landry to Emmanuel Sanders. And that if that's your third receiver, that's not bad. That's going to take a lot of pressure off of him. But if you, you know, if our if our rookie receiver Olave can come in and have a good season, and Michael Thomas is in fact healthy and he can have a good season, and you're you're moving uh, Taysom Hill to tight end, and we know what he's capable of doing, especially if he's recovered from his foot injury. There, it's, even as I'm saying this, there's there's a lot of what is, isn't there? <laughs> Yeah, of course. We don't know what Mike Thomas's situation is going to be. Everyone, that's a good example. Everyone's just thinking Mike Thomas is going to step back on the field and be the offensive player of the year from 2019. 
I mean, he hasn't played in a long time. 2020, I'm sorry. He hasn't played in a long time. There's going to be an adjustment period for him. I still think he's going to be a top-flight receiver, but is he going to be the all-pro receiver that he was? There's too many questions, I think, right now for that. Same with Jameis Winston. I mean, everyone's just plugging him in there, remembering what he did, but he had a severe injury. Ricky, he had a severe injury. Is, is his head going to be right once the bullets start flying? So it's one thing to get out there and – in April and May and do it in your uh, trainer's uh, backyard and do these drills. Another thing when guys are coming at you and flying around your knees and stuff. So I just think uh, we, I don't want to be Debbie Downer because I do like what's going on. I just, you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle between uh, as Sean Payton would always say, the, the carnival and the crisis. Well, what's uh, one other one other I think important note is that when Jameis got hurt last year, he was really beginning to, put it all together. He was throwing the ball better. Uh, but they were still, I mean, they were beginning to open it up a little bit, but they were still playing very conservative offense. One of the reasons they underperformed last year is because they they played not to lose. As you know, as you said many times, they, they, they let the defense win the games. But he was beginning to come on. Um, what's a little scary when you think about building this team around Jameis is that you know, you're know bringing these receivers in, you're moving Taysom over to, to tight end and all the things you're going to be doing is it certainly suggests we're going to be throwing the ball a hell of a lot more than we did last year so will that bring back out of Jameis the careless Jameis well I think that's one of the unknown questions I think it's a great point Uh, I don't think so though I really think he's learned from these past couple of years that he doesn't have to be a superstar he doesn't have to be a the hero with this great defense he's got with Alvin Kamara you know Mike Thomas Uh, this team is so good around him he just has to be efficient uh, as mistake-free as he can. Uh, but I think there's going to be times where he goes for it, and I'm okay with that. I mean, Drew Brees would do that. Every once in a while, you take a shot, and sometimes you're going you're gonna to throw into coverage and get picked off. Uh, that happens to everybody in the league. It, it, the great players aren't afraid to fail, and it, as long as it doesn't become rampant, and I don't think it will with Jameis, I think this team's good enough, uh, like I said, to – to have a have a winning season, compete for a playoff berth, and be there in the in the mix. And one last thing about that, we've talked about it before. The NFC is pretty wide open. You'd much rather be off. You'd much rather be in the NFC right now than the AFC, where the balance of power is really shifted right now. It's going to be it's going to be so interesting. Hey, look, uh, when we come back, Drew Brees does a single tweet, and that tweet sucks Jeff Duncan into a vortex. <laughs> And we'll talk about what we're talking about here in just a second. We'll be back after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the Coast View. I have Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune with me. By the way, as I said before, if you want to get the best Saints coverage there is, you need to sign up for the NOLA.com 
uh, Times Picayune newsletter. So you got there's a bunch of different. You've got the you've got the the uh, the main newsletter that comes out daily. You've got other newsletters, but you have the Saints newsletter, and it is a really really good one. And they they send it to your your mailbox. They do a great summary of what's in the news, and then if you go below the summary, you can actually click on the specific story. You can actually click on the story inside the news as well. Um, inside the summary, excuse me. But they do a great job, and the team there's kind of you know they exchange the responsibilities of writing that summary on a daily basis but it's really good and uh and there's so much news man that team they're really focused on posting the latest greatest and it's seven days a week and it's constant and they don't miss any of the big news stories and when it comes to the really big news stories it seems like jeff duncan always ends up being the center of the vortex and there, and what i mean is when Je- when drew Brees, because of course as you know he wrote the book on drew Brees and sean payton jeff duncan did so drew Brees does this single tweet jeff can remind us what it was and suddenly everybody thinks that drew Brees is going to come back and play quarterback just like we just heard recently at tampa bay so what was the tweet jeff well look it all it all happened in response sunday to the news leaking out of the new york post that drew Brees and nbc sports where drew was working in his post-playing career as a as an nfl and college football analyst uh that they may be headed toward a parting of ways uh and that news leaked on sunday afternoon and knowing drew the way i know him ricky uh, he can, he's a control freak. I mean, like a lot of a lot of very successful people like to be in control of information. And I think that all leaking out caught him off guard. And I don't think he was really happy with it. At least from what I'm hearing, he wasn't happy. And so I, I, when I read that tweet, he basically came out and said, look, there's a lot of speculation right now about my future. But I can tell you, it's completely undecided. And then he listed off a bunch of options. He goes, I might still be with NBC. I might come back and play football. I might join the pickleball tour. I might become a pro golfer. You know, he he was riddling off a bunch of options. Basically, it was it was Drew thumbing his nose at all the media speculation and him being a little upset at NBC, I think that it that they leaked it out. And so he fired off and it was kind of uncharacteristic of Breeze. He doesn't do that a lot. So I think that's one reason why people when they saw it were it, their eyes were opened. And most people focused on the line, I might play football. And you just had to know, I mean, that was just purely in jest, tongue-in-cheek, Drew Brees having fun. But it touched off, uh, you know, a brush fire of of speculation. And I ended up having to do, I I told you off air, I think I did three radio shows and one TV spot. People interested in knowing if this was really a possibility, and I could have done even more. I had to turn down a bunch. Uh, just shows you how how popular Drew Brees is, and also just how the internet works in this day and age. And then you, then you wrote a really good column about it, and just kind of take people through the the highlights of your column. Well, I just wanted to tell people where all this came from and why it's not even a possibility. The Saints have completely moved on. They filled the roster up. I mean, Drew hasn't played in a year. Of course they've moved on. So so there's no place for Drew Brees salary cap-wise, even if he were serious, and he's not. But even if he were, but more importantly than that, I tried to dig into the NBC situation, talked to a lot of – I didn't talk to Drew himself, but I talked to people around Drew that know him well. And he basically didn't anticipate this TV work taking as much time as it did away from his family. The main reason he retired, Ricky – 
was to spend more time with his family. He goes right into the TV work thinking it's going to be, uh, you know, much easier. And it is. It's definitely less time consuming than the NFL, but it still took a lot of time away from his family. Drew lives in the offseason in San Diego. He's having to fly to Stamford, Connecticut, where NBC records their studio work. Uh, and then come back on Mondays. It was just a lot of time away. And I think he went, well, what I understand is he went to NBC and said, hey, is there a way I could still work here and do less studio work where I can maybe do some games on the West Coast? I'm not flying as much. I'm not away from my family as much. The problem with that, Ricky, is NBC has a very small inventory of games. They're not like Fox or CBS that has games every weekend, multiple games. They only have a, a very limited amount. So they couldn't really make that work. So it wasn't like they're firing him. They didn't like him. It's more of like, hey, this might not be the right fit if this is what you want, Drew. And so it makes no sense for him to think about going to play football if if he wants to spend more time with his family. I wonder, and all that, that probably is exactly true. Everything you said is probably exactly the scenario. You know the situation better than just about anyone. But I wonder if Tom Brady signing that huge contract made Drew say, gosh, man, I I didn't play my cards right. What, what do you think about that? No, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I think it's completely coincidental. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady, first of all, what I understand is that that deal is $25 million a year, not $37.5. Uh, that'll eventually come out. But still a big deal, but he's Tom Brady. And as great as Drew Brees is, he doesn't have the star power of Tom Brady. Nobody does. No, I, I agree with that. Hey, man, we're out of time, but thanks for adding that additional color. What an interesting vortex you got you got sucked into. It's not the last vortex you're going to get sucked into. I can tell you that just because you're, you're the most well-connected person I know as it relates to the Saints. Listen, have a great weekend, my friend, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Ricky. Take care, buddy. You bet. See you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.